Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by telling your friends, and if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Season 4 of the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Throughout the season, we're going to be talking about new movie releases, topics relating to the new releases, and fun random topics pertaining to movies. Today, I'm here with my friend Sam, and we're going to be talking about our top 10 favorite actors. How's it going, Sam? Good. Thank you for having me again. I always love getting on your podcast. So Yeah, I'm glad to have you back. Um, so I thought you would be a great guest for this episode because, uh, you know, considering you have a background in acting... Uh, and we're talking about our top 10 favorite actors. Uh, talk a little bit about your acting experience, I guess, kind of what got you into that or what you love about it. Yeah, so I actually just graduated yesterday with... Uh, Bravo. Uh, thank you, with a major <laughs> in theater performance. So, um, And I have been fortunate enough to do a lot of um, other work in the theater, and so I would say my knowledge is pretty well-rounded. Um, and, like, for example, I've done directing or dramaturgy, which is more like the research side of theater, and then, of course, acting. Um, yeah. But I love acting because I think it's a great way to... Um, connect with the audience and tell stories that may be underrepresented. Um, I think a theater is a great way to um, bring up conversations that maybe we wouldn't just bring up in our day-to-day lives. And yeah. I really fell in love with theater actually in high school. Um, I uh, just on a whim auditioned for Romeo and Juliet at my high school and I actually got in um and oh, then cool. it just all sort of went what from part there, did you so. get I was just um it's technically a male role but it's Abram at the very beginning it basically sets up like the conflict between the two families so okay that was fun yeah. for me but yeah. yeah that's cool I feel like I'd be a terrible actor <laughs> or <laughs> anything good. like that I'm like when it comes to writing like I'm I'm a I'm more of a technical writer not a creative writer I'm not emotional at all, so I would be like, I feel like it takes a lot of emotion to be an actor. I could be wrong, but I feel like that's probably the case. Yeah, I would say, I would definitely say that I'm a pretty empathetic person, which is both a good thing for my acting and a bad. Sometimes maybe I get a little too uh, emotional in certain situations, mm-hmm. but I definitely think, uh, even if you don't think you're a very emotional person, there are ways to either trick yourself or the audience into believing that you're actually feeling this feeling. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just don't feel like I'd be very <laughs> good at it. But like, I have a, a a deep respect for actors because it's it just seems so complex, uh, especially like if you're trying to convince somebody you are this character, you know. And so, um, I don't know. I really enjoy talking about this topic. So. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Yeah, I'm um, excited. But before we get started, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review if you want to help support the podcast. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at McNeil.and.friends.podcast. Message me on Instagram to let me know who your favorite actors are. 
You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan. Letterboxd is where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. Lastly, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon and support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com. You can find a link that will take you to all of these locations in the description of this episode. Uh, so this is the toughest list I've ever made for any episode, like being straight up honest. And yeah, uh, the last difficult. time we did an episode together, it was I would have said that was the toughest list I'd ever made at that point in time, which was our top 10 favorite performances. But I think this tops that for me because there are so many actors that I really like. And it was just a struggle to figure out, like, who I even wanted to include in my honorable mentions. Like, I could have had, like, an honorable mentions of, like, 20-plus actors, and I had to yeah. narrow it down to five, because that's usually the limit I like to put on there. But, uh, so who are your honorable mentions? Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, like you said, with that last episode, I really tried for this list not to have too much overlap, but yeah. there are a few that snuck in Same. that I just couldn't leave out. Um, yeah. But so for my honorable mentions, I have Dame Maggie Smith from the Harry Potter series, uh, Professor McGonagall. I mm-hmm. just really love her as an actress. Obviously, I really love the Harry Potter movies, but just her as a person, I think she's just really strong and amazing. She was going through cancer treatments during the last couple oh, really? movies. Yeah, and so she had to deal with all that on top of finishing the series. So I think that's really impressive. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, and then I have Blake Lively. Um, okay. I love her. Um, she's from A Simple Favor is what I like her the most from. And mm. she does a lot of work with the sexual exploitation of children. And so she's just a really big advocate also an activist. And so I think that's great. She's using her platform for good. Um, yeah. I have... Johnny Depp, who okay, I, yeah. is great. He's pretty much any creepy character. Wacky character, wacky, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can assume that he's done it. Um, yeah. Specifically, I uh, love Pirates of the Caribbean, those movies. I grew up watching those with my dad, and so yeah. I really like that. And then Sweeney Todd from being a theater major. Just, yeah, that's a good I one. I love that. Yeah. Um, and then my last two, I have Emma Stone specifically okay. la la land and the help she almost she's made it great on my in both list. of those yeah. yeah she almost made it on my top 10 but it just didn't yeah. quite make it for a couple of reasons and then um my last one is winona Ryder. Um, okay specifically from beetlejuice and heathers are my favorite from her uh, she's just awesome i think she's really good also at the like wacky not yeah. quite horror but gothic type movies so that's why she made it onto my honorable mentions cool um so uh so for the first one here for my honorable mentions i have lawrence fishburne um i think he's really cool i like a lot of the characters he plays specifically morpheus from the matrix mm-hmm. um and then at the same time like he's done so many of these like franchise roles like he was in the mcu briefly like he was in ant-man and the wasp uh he was in he's in john wick he was in um mission impossible 3 so he's been in like all of these random franchises but then has done all all these kind of like he's a man of steel like he's been in so many different things and he just plays all these really cool characters um i don't know i feel like a lot of people don't really talk about him as much and i've always really liked him as an actor um so yeah and then next we have amy adams I really like her in Arrival, um, and she's got uh, a wide range, I think, because if you look at something like Arrival, and then she kind of did, like, Enchanted, um, American Hustle, um, I don't know, she's done a lot of things, and I think she's got a 
a wide range when it comes to the roles that she picks. Then I've yeah, got Matthew McConaughey. I just think mm-hmm. he's awesome. He's a really cool guy. Um, I really liked him in Interstellar. He obviously is like the rom-com king, and I guess you could kind of say he and Hugh Grant are yeah. the the rom-com kings. And I re- so I really liked him in Interstellar. Uh, he was really funny in the brief screen time he had in The Wolf of Wall Street, but I've yet mm-hmm. to see him in Dallas Buyers Club. I want to see that at some point. That one's very good. Um, yeah, I've heard. Obviously, he won an Oscar for that one, right. but uh, but yeah, he's a great actor. And I just think he's kind of a cool, genuine person. So I wanted to put him in there. And we've got Brad Pitt. He's another one. Another one of those actors I think is just kind of cool with the yeah. characters that he picks. I really like his role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But um, on one of my favorite movies of his is Seven, and I think he's mm. really great in that one. You can see more of his like emotional side there. Yeah. Um, Fight Club's another one of his like really cool characters. But then like something like um, A River Runs Through It. He's got another like emotional performance there, um, and he could be funny too. So I don't know. He's got a pretty wide range. And then Jack Nicholson, mm, and yeah. he he's like almost like kind of like your Johnny Depp pick there. You know, like yeah. so so many wacky characters. Like obviously The Shining, The Joker. He's also been in some rom coms, like As Good as It Gets, and Something's Got to Give. Um, yes. Then he was in more serious movies like Chinatown, and so and and then The, the Departed. Um, he's got a really wide range. He has. Uh, a big resume too because he's been around yeah. forever obviously so yeah that those are my yeah, honorable mentions all super close to making it into my top 10 and there's so many others that i wanted to include but i just couldn't because yeah, i, I had to narrow it down so um with all that in mind what is your number 10 my number 10 is sigourney weaver uh, most notably from the alien franchise yeah i just think she is a great like female power lead she's awesome Um, yeah i think uh those movies uh whether you like them or not i think that she really commits to that character and she's such a awesome female power role so that's why she's my number 10 what's your uh so the alien movies your favorite from her yeah i would definitely say probably the alien movies favorite performance as well yeah i would say so okay cool yeah i've seen the first two alien movies um i didn't and i saw like the the prequel ones that were done later on but i never went back and watched alien 3 or alien resurrection (laughs) because i just hear so many crappy things about (laughs) those movies i'm just like i i don't know if i do a david fincher episode one day i'll I'll do a i'll force myself to watch alien 3 but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's a cool pick um my number 10 i'm gonna go with sandra bullock um She's another one of those actresses that I think has a really wide range because she's obviously she's done some of the rom-coms like she was in the proposal with uh, Ryan Reynolds. And then um, she won uh, Best Actress for um, The Blind Side. And that's my favorite performance of hers. I think she really does a good job of uh, kind of playing that type of character, uh, Leanne Tui. Um, And especially growing up in the South myself. She's a it, that was a character that I, like was pretty familiar to me. Like I I know a lot of people that have that are kind of that personality, and yeah. I thought she nailed it. Um, and then my favorite movie of hers is Gravity, um, mm. and she was nominated for that, didn't win, but that was a really uh, stressful ninety minutes of my life, <laughs> yeah. and she did a really good job of expressing the anxiety of what some like that situation of what somebody would be going through. And um, I, I think she's got a wide range and that's kind of something that, that's kind of like a common, 
I guess, denominator amongst all these actors that I've picked where I, I try to go for somebody that has a wide range. Mm-hmm. And she was one that came to mind for me. So, um, yeah, Sandra Bullock as my number 10. Nice. Yeah, so my number nine is kind of a funny one. Um, but I picked Patrick Swayze. Um, okay. <laughs> I have always just had a soft spot for him in my heart. Obviously, he's like the heartthrob. But um, I used to watch dirty dancing on repeat when i was younger um i yeah. just really loved like all the music and the d- dancing obviously of right. it. um and so my favorite performances of his would either be dirty dancing but also roadhouse he's also very good mm-hmm. in that movie um and that one's more of a just like i don't know if he'd really win any awards for those and obviously he didn't end up getting an oscar or anything but uh I he has a special place in my heart, and so that's why he made it to the list. <laughs> I really liked him in uh, Point Break, mm-hmm. and then he was in Donnie Darko, yeah. briefly, and played kind of like this character that was kind of like a closet creep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I thought it was just kind of ironic to see him in a role kind of like that in Donnie Darko. But the movie for him that always comes to mind for me is is Point Break with yeah. the. Uh, like the surfer dude vibe and everything. And then he was in The Outsiders. I saw that one too. I've seen that yeah. one a few times. Uh, but yeah, that's I, I didn't expect to see Patrick Swayze <laughs> yeah. on your list. Oh, yeah. he was in Ghost. That movie yes. was so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one is pretty dumb. Um, so my number nine is Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Um, it's hard to not go with him because yeah. the dude's done everything. Like <laughs> yeah. he's been in like every franchise. He was in Star Wars. He was in the MCU. He voiced in The Incredibles. He was in, um, he's been in so many Tarantino movies. Yeah. He, uh, he was in Unbreakable and Glass, uh, Die Hard. Um, what else has he done? He's done so many things. I don't know. That's I'm drawing fun. a blank right now. But yeah. um, my favorite character of his would be Mace Windu. Mace Windu mm. is just so cool with the purple yeah. lightsaber. He's yeah. like the only one with that. Uh, one of the, the best Jedi there are. Um, and my favorite performance of his is. Um, Probably his role in Django Unchained as uh, Steven. That was very yeah. different for him. It was kind of like not because he, he can be kind of typecasted at times. Yeah. And so this one was like totally different from anything he'd ever done before where he kind of had like this. Um, he could be kind of menacing at times and like you wouldn't exactly know he was up to something kind of in the background. But I don't know, he was kind of cool. At, it, it, that role was interesting for him. And then my favorite movie of his would be. Uh, this would be a, a controversial pick here, but uh, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not going with Attack of the Clones. I'll go right. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> yeah. But um, he was nominated for Pulp Fiction, which was one of his best roles. Um, right. But when I was looking to see like what he had been nominated for, I was surprised to see that he had only been nominated once and had yeah. never won anything just once for Pulp Fiction. Yeah. But that was a really memorable uh, performance of his. So. I don't know, like, the fact that he's done, like, literally everything, I had to put yeah. him in here. Yeah, that's so, fair. Yeah. And that's interesting that you brought up that you noticed that he hadn't really won anything or been nominated a ton. Because I did mm-hmm. notice that when I was making my list and going back to check to see if they'd won anything. Uh, I noticed that many of mine haven't won anything either, and so I just thought that, that was interesting, that even though there are top ten, maybe they haven't necessarily won any awards. So. There's actually a lot of mine that have won or have been nominated a few times at least well actually so i'm looking through it right here right now uh i think about half of mine have won Mm -hmm. and all of them have been nominated okay okay so that's interesting yeah 
Okay, so my number eight is someone who has recently, uh, well, come up in the world of film for everyone, but has really started, I've started to like them, is Tom Holland. Um, I think that, obviously, everyone knows him mostly from Peter Parker. Spider-Man, yeah. Spider-Man. And so... And I really loved those. I think I honestly think he's probably the best Peter Parker. But, I agree. Um, I agree. I, uh, I just think something about him. Um, he's started to do a lot more diverse roles. I was kind of worried he would be typecast after Spider-Man. Yeah. But um, I just think he what I've seen of him, he really has started to fully commit to all these different types of roles and um i'll just go ahead and say my favorite performance of his is um sorry i almost said dirty dancing um (laughs) devil all the time um i love that film it's the netflix film and he that's a very different role for him obviously it's uh, regionalized so he has a pretty thick accent yeah but i think that he just did amazing in that and it really uh put him on the map for me personally uh as a talented actor so did you see cherry i have not seen cherry yet i really want to i haven't seen it either and i was actually looking forward to watching it and then i saw i got so much like it got so many negative reviews Oh really? and so i was like "Ah, i guess Mm. it's no longer on my radar but i still have yet to watch the devil all the time and that is something that has been on my radar for a while i just haven't gotten around to it yet it's very good it's very uh I guess is a way to yeah. describe it. Like it's kind of hard to watch at some points, but it's definitely worth it. I would say. Cool. Yeah, Tom Holland. That's an interesting choice too. I, I really like him as Peter Parker. Yeah, um, he's great. I think he's going to do another one of those types of roles, like action roles, when it comes to like mm-hmm. he's going to be doing Uncharted, which is like based yeah. off that video game or whatever. Yeah, I'm excited. I wouldn't know. I'm not a gamer, so but <laughs> yeah. you are, so you would know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, I'm pretty excited about it. So yeah. I'll probably still see it regardless, um, but but yeah, I think he's one of those actors that's going to have kind of an interesting career and definitely somebody to look out for. Um, I also really appreciate that he does his own stunts for the most part, it Agreed. seems like, which yeah. is cool. And you'll see that I have uh, two actors in here that I will talk about their um, stunt work. Mm. So one one primarily, another one somewhat. Right. So yeah. That's cool. Um, Tom Holland, that was your number eight, right? Yes. Okay, cool. So my number eight is, I feel like, I, I think you have your, your thoughts on this okay, person. Um, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, you've expressed, I don't, I don't know if this still remains, but you've definitely expressed some, uh, um, I, I don't know exactly what word I'm looking for, but um, you just haven't oh. really expressed like any like <laughs> for Scarlett Johansson, I guess, in, I in the past. I hate her. I think I uh, latched on a little too hard. Uh, uh, (laughs) I think it was last year. She made some comment about um, not turning away roles based off of uh, race or ethnicity of the role. If like Mm -hmm. it should go to maybe a person of color or something like that. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. But I think. Yeah, I could see that. Like if somebody was trying to play, um, I, I, I don't know, like, I guess. Abraham Lincoln, for example, like let's get somebody that looks like Abraham Lincoln, and if we want to get somebody to play right. like Michael Jordan in a movie, let's right, get somebody exactly. that's like Michael Jordan, you know? Yeah, it's just I felt that she's obviously established herself as an actor at this point, and so she doesn't really need to worry about uh, 
like the money side of it with turning away roles and so I think that she definitely has the platform and the ability to say no I think this type of person would be better suited but yeah I don't have I do think (laughs) she's a great actress so yeah this is actually so I'm trying to figure out of like all these actors that I have in here and I went with like trying to find like which performance I like best from each particular person yeah I actually struggled the most with Scarlett Johansson for whatever reason. Interesting. Like, it was easy to go with character, which would be Black Widow, obviously. Right. Cool right. character, you know. Favorite movie, Avengers Endgame, you know. <laughs> right. So it's, like, the super simple. But, like, favorite performance, I was like, I don't know, because, like, she was really good in Lost in Translation. That's what I went with. She played Charlotte okay. in that movie. She was also really good in Marriage Story. She's also I really good in... I those I think you both I think you would probably like Marriage Story better I, maybe. Yeah, I've but, that's been on my radar but I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, and she was nominated for that one and then also nominated for Jojo Rabbit. But then like she's had some flops, you know, like uh I know there are some people that really like to back uh Under the Skin. I hated that movie. It was just <laughs> I was like this is I I don't know. And yeah. then um I don't know, she's had like some of those like action like mm-hmm. spin-offs or it's just like yeah. I really didn't like Girl with the Pearl Earring. I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that movie. It was so boring, and she barely said a word in that movie. Um, But, like, it was really between Marriage Story, Lost in Translation for me, and um, I went with Lost in Translation because I think that was the movie that kind of established her from not being the child actress anymore. She went from being... I think she was actually 17 at the time, and... um, it, I think it kind of established herself as like a serious um, actor and um, somebody who is committed to roles and somebody who seemed very mature for her age at the time is what I always hear when I read about her performance of that movie. And so I went with that one because I think that was probably pretty sig- significant for her career. Mm-hmm. And and it was definitely a very mature role for her at a, the age of 17 so right um i really like that movie it's definitely not for everybody it's pretty slow but i enjoy it so awesome. um yeah scarlett johansson that is uh my number eight glad to know you're not like, like <laughs> i'm not like bashing on her, her anymore yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um my number seven is margot robbie i love Interesting. her okay. i know i know that you like her as well but yeah. um i just think that she in particular uh can kind of fall into that like hyper sexualized category but i think that she does it in a way where she still brings so much depth and emotion to her characters to where it doesn't feel like forced like she's she's able to be very attractive and sexualized and empowered but still be a well-rounded character and person and so i've just always really admired that about her and about the roles that she chooses. And yeah. so I had a pretty hard time um, trying to figure out what I really loved, uh, what movie I loved the best from her and what performance. Um, I would say notably, Bombshell was very good. I think that's one of probably not the first movie people would think of when they think of Margot Robbie. But ultimately, I decided on either Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Wolf of Wall Street. And okay. I think if I had to choose, I would probably do Wolf of Wall Street, probably for what I said at the beginning where I feel like that character is just so well-rounded I feel like and even though it is very hyper-sexualized that whole movie is just for the type of tone that that movie wants yeah I but she it's amazing and I think that she 
has so much power in that movie and so that's why i picked her for my number seven cool yeah well we we may or may not see her later on on my list (laughs) um (laughs) yeah but for now i'm gonna go with from number seven angelina jolie Mm-hmm. Um, who I probably wouldn't have gone with um, if we had done this list like last year or something like that. Over the past few months, I've actually watched a few of her movies that okay. uh, I hadn't necessarily even heard of previously right. and haven't really been on a ton of people's radar. And uh, I think she's done some pretty underrated movies, and I was actually kind of blown away by some of her performances and kind of shocked that some people don't talk about some in particular um, I know when we did the performance episode, I talked about her role in uh, Girl Interrupted as Lisa Rowe, where she played yeah. like this sociopath, did a really good job at that, and she won uh, Best Supporting Actress for that. Um, she was nominated for a movie called Changeling, and um, that came out in 2008. She didn't win. I don't remember who won that year, um, but I watched that a few months ago, and I was like, how are people not still talking about this movie this movie is incredible it's directed by clint eastwood so maybe that has something to do with it because right around that time period everybody was kind of like we don't like clint eastwood anymore (laughs) and so um uh but i'm a fan of his work i think he's a talented director and so i watched that movie that's kind of why i was like i'm curious to see what some of his stuff's about Mm -hmm. so i watched it and i was like why are people not talking about angelina jolie as like from from like an acting standpoint because obviously she does do like action movies she was in salt she's in mr mrs smith Mm -hmm. she was in wanted and uh she can play that like really cool character and she does her own stunts sometimes from what i understand but it's like nobody talks about what she did at in, in in changeling or girl interrupted anymore and um i think we're probably gonna see a little bit more of that with a mix of the action side and the movie that she has coming out called uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead, mm-hmm, which I comes out um, by this by the time this episode's out, it'll be out the day before this episode is released. And I most likely will have done an episode on that movie, <laughs> doing like a little mini review. Yeah, right. Um, and so I think we'll probably get to see more of that. But um, I don't know. I, I really like her as an actress. Um, and uh, I, I highly recommend anybody to check out changeling i think that's a phenomenal movie that has just totally gone under the radar um and i think and like i said earlier i talked about like i was trying to pick actors that had a wide variety when it came to the roles they pick and she does that i think because she played like the sociopath in girl interrupted she can play like the really cool action character like in wanted and salt and then um she played like uh like a a mother in changeling who was trying to find her son and so, um, yeah, I think she's got a wide range and not enough people talk about it except like with her action movies anymore. So, and then she did voice acting in Kung Fu Panda. So there's <laughs> oh, yeah. that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I'll definitely have to check that out. I have not seen Changeling yet, so I'll check that out. That's a phenomenal movie. I was blown away by it. Yeah. I, I hope it holds up for me in a rewatch. I really do. But, yeah. um, I, I urge anybody to watch the movie. They can find it anywhere. So for sure, it's great. Great. So we're on six now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my number six is Carrie Fisher. Um, cool. I love her. Um, I have said this a couple other times, but she is just a feminist icon. And 
as a female actor, I just think that it's really important to have those role models. And I definitely think she's been a role model for me um, at, in terms of her stance on acting and being a woman in acting. Um, like, for example, she said she's quoted a lot about beauty and beauty standards for women, especially in the film industry. And I have a quote that she said where it's men don't age better than women. They're just allowed to age. And I think that's really interesting because you do hear that a lot. You think, uh, well, like men get better with age or, and that type of thing. And it's just because like women are just held to a certain standard. And so I think that she was obviously super impactful and amazing and I uh love fell in love with her through Star Wars yeah. <laughs> obviously yeah. and so um that is my uh pick for best franchise I guess I couldn't I probably could have gone through and picked a specific movie but unfortunately I did not do that um but uh Definitely her as Princess Leia was just very impactful for me personally as an actress, and so that's why I put her on my list. Cool. That's an interesting pick. Um, obviously, yeah, Carrie Fisher is really great as Princess Leia in um, in Star Wars. I really like her in um, When Harry Met Sally. Yeah. But I'm, I'm struggling one. to think of something else that I've seen her in. Maybe I just haven't seen some of her other stuff, but like those are the two that come to mind Agreed. for me. What Agreed. about you? Yeah, I would definitely say that those are the main ones. Um, I honestly don't know if I've seen a ton of her other work, um, but I would just say that it, specifically for me, Princess Leia was just very impactful for me because of how she spoke about it afterwards and yeah. how just the way she carried herself as an actress is what really put her on the list for me. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so my number six is um daniel day lewis Mm. um you probably saw that one coming because i always i like praise anything that guy does (laughs) (laughs) um so uh the one i talked about in the last episode we did on favorite performances i talked about his performance as abraham lincoln which is still like one of my favorite performances to this day um but i it's like it's he's got some other roles where it's like super close like his role in there will be blood as daniel plainview is great Bill the Butcher, Gangs of New York is awesome. While I don't like Phantom Thread as a movie, I think he was really good in that film. <laughs> um, and so I think he's just a really talented actor. And I like that he studies everything that he can about what that character does and is. Yeah. Like, for example, in Phantom Thread, he played somebody that was, like, I think he, if I remember correctly, made shoes and dresses. And he went for, like, a year and studied how to make shoes and dresses and did it in the movie and it's just super impressive that he does stuff like that like when he played abraham lincoln he altered his voice and he's already he already has a british accent and then to go back and then try to recreate somebody's voice where there's just like very i don't even know if there's like there might be like one recording or something like that and um even like like posture the way he would sit down and all these things and then he did something like uh the movie called my left foot where he would like he played a character in a wheelchair, and he stayed in the wheelchair outside of filming and everything like that just to try to get a vibe for what somebody in that position would be like right. and would feel like. And so he's one of those actors that he does something like every now and then, right. and I think it really pays off most of the time. Even like even if the movie's not good, I still think he's great in it. 
Um, and so he is the only actor to have been uh, not just nominated. He he won Best Actor three times. So like, wow. there's been instances where actors have won maybe three plus Oscars, but some of them won supporting. Right. And instead of yeah, so he won Best Actor for Lincoln, There Will Be Blood. In my left foot, and then he was nominated for Phantom Thread, Gangs of New York, and In the Name of the Father, which I haven't seen In the Name of the Father. I don't even know if I know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, uh, but yeah, he's a phenomenal actor. I would put him higher. He just right. hasn't done as much as some of these other people that right. I have higher. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I and I know he's technically retired now. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I think he has, he said it before and then did Phantom Thread, and so it's like, I I hope he's not to be completely honest, because I would yeah. love to see more. And it and I know a lot of people like Phantom Thread in the in the film community. Um, it's just it wasn't my jam, and I wish he went out on something else better. <laughs> yeah, than that fair. movie. I yeah. really love the music in that movie though. So it's like there's qualities in that movie that I really do like, including his performance. But like the overall story, I just thought was just kind of. Yeah. nonsense so yeah. <laughs> that's fair <laughs> yeah so that daniel day lewis that's my number six great uh, yeah i definitely need i've been slacking on his movies so every time we talk i feel like i need to leave and start watching his movies so <laughs> yeah. I, will, I will definitely do that um my number five is someone who i grew up watching and um is just very impactful in the overall theater and film industry and that's mm-hmm. sir ian mckellen um most notably from gandalf and lord of the rings yeah. um i love him i also i love the lord of the rings movies so perhaps i'm a bit biased <laughs> but um <laughs> i like the x-men movies so i, I get yeah, it so there you go magneto um, yeah, i grew exactly. up with those movies yeah so i just think he is phenomenal and of course he does a ton of shakespeare work um which is cool for me as a theater person and so I think that he is just the depth and um, commitment he brings to his roles and the technicality he brings he does it from a very classical standpoint of acting which I think is very interesting and something that isn't super common nowadays Mm -hmm. Um, but he has just been very impactful to me as an actor i've said this several times but and i think if i remember correctly a lot of his uh filming for gandalf he had to do separately from everyone else just since he had to be so much bigger than the rest of them Interesting. and i just think that that has to take some immense skill to be yeah. able to do all of I don't remember all the details of it but i'm pretty sure a lot of the work he had to do with like green screen and then piece it together obviously with the other actors and so i've just always really admired him and his work and just him as a person also and so that's why i put him as my number five yeah cool. i didn't know about the um like he would have to film things individually from the other actors in lord of the rings but i would assume that would be really difficult without having that all the dynamic or right. all the dynamics with everybody else going on you know i feel like that would be pretty challenging Right, of like working off of other people. I th- I know it's true for at least some of the Hobbit movies. I'm pretty sure it's true for the Lord of the Rings, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, that's interesting. I'll, I'll try to read up some of that because that's. I know, like, there's some of the Marvel guys, like Tom Holland said to do that, where he was yeah. acting, and then there's just like nobody there. Right. And he's like, I don't even know who I'm having a conversation with, you know? Yeah. Right. So yeah, I can imagine that's really challenging. Um, 
So my number five is probably going to be my most controversial pick oh amongst like everything that I've had to say and will say throughout this entire episode. <laughs> okay. My number five is Tom Cruise. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I've talked to uh, Tucker, obviously your your right. boyfriend, about uh, Tom Cruise, and he hates Tom Cruise and has yeah. only like seen the Mummy, so it's just like not oh. a fair <laughs> well, uh, yeah. way to judge. Agreed. Tom Cruise. Um, <laughs> I, I so I I really like action, which is no secret. Yeah, and I feel like he is the king action star because the dude does literally everything. He yeah. has strapped himself to a uh, to an airplane and flew up into the right. sky. <laughs> he has climbed the world's tallest building. He has held his breath for like five plus minutes underwater. He learned to fly a helicopter and Top Gun Maverick that that we've got coming out right. is um. Uh, he he flew the fighter jets, got the cast to do it. He's about to go film a movie in space to be the yeah. first actor to do that. So it's just like he has a crazy legacy. It's just everybody likes to talk about his personal life. And I'm like, right. I know okay. it's like some people like to, you know, follow celebrities' personal life. I personally, like, couldn't care less. Yeah. I just like the movies they make. I like, and if I like their art, I, obviously, like, I'm not going to, like, put somebody like Kevin Spacey on here. So, right. um, but, like, Tom Cruise <laughs> is, like, a Scientologist whatever I, I don't really care so it's just that's his belief i don't teach their own so um but tom cruise I, I just think he's awesome at the movies he makes and he always seems very dedicated to making his movies and i admire that um and obviously he is known as the action guy but he does have like some dramatic roles like um he played ron kovic in born on the fourth of july which is my favorite just dramatic acting role of his he was in A Few Good Men. He was nominated mm-hmm. for Magnolia, Jerry, Jerry Maguire, and Born on the Fourth of July. Um, all great performances. Uh, and then plus, like, all the action movies, like uh, Mission Impossible, obviously, Collateral, uh, Top Gun. Um, what else? Obviously, he's had some flops, like The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's had some flops. like, But the dude's done, like, 40-something yeah. movies, and to have, like, the majority of them be pretty successful is uh i think pretty notable um yeah so people say what they will about tom cruise but i think he is he he makes movies for movie fans action fans and even drama fans at times <laughs> back in the day at least right and um i i think he's talented i i think um i i just don't really care about his controversy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just I would, like his movies yeah, he's definitely very impressive with all of his stunt work, and so I will give him that. I don't, um, I'm not as big into action movies. Like, I love a good action movie, but that's probably mm-hmm. not going to give you, you probably won't be my top actor, let's just yeah. say, if you're solely action movies. But, um, yeah, he's definitely impressive, so. Yeah, and, like, I could have gone with people, like, there's obviously the the actors out there that are known for the their just their action career like Keanu Reeves right. for example I right. really like him but I don't think he has the acting chops that Tom Cruise has demonstrated in some of his more dramatic movies before but that's fair. um but yeah so that's why I wanted to include and in, include Tom Cruise in my list despite awesome. how some people may feel about it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well my number four is Ryan Gosling oh um, cool I, yeah I have him uh I think he's great um uh 
sorry, I lost my train of thought, but <laughs> I have him down for both La La Land and The Nice Guys, and I feel like it's they're kind of very different movies. Very but, different, yeah. Um, La La Land is was amazing and very beautiful. I brought it up for Emma Stone earlier, so yeah. clearly I really like it. Um, I love that I, movie too. It's great. I think it's honestly a work of art, um, and just how he sung and did that performance also just adds another dimension to that. Do you know and how then, he learned to play the piano? That no, movie, do you know about that? So, okay, so you know that scene where he's like in the um, it's like one of his first scenes where he's right. in that uh, like lounge, I guess, and the, he's yeah, playing the, the piano, piano and it's like super crazy. That's him. Wow, he learned to play impressive. piano in three months. Wow, <laughs> yeah, insane. I love that. Yeah, that's I will bring that up a little bit later, that type of thing up a little bit later, but yeah, that's a level of commitment that I really aspire to and love. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, like I was saying, like the nice guys, uh, I love that movie. I actually. do too. Um, I wasn't expecting to like it as much as I do. Same. But um, his that his role in that movie, you, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. He's so funny, and I guess I think what really makes that performance stand out to me is it is so funny, but he also brings that emotional quality to it where you like love to hate him. Like he's like yeah. <laughs> definitely not the best person right. ever, but uh, you feel for him. And so I think that that's really impressive. And obviously Russell Crowe in it is great. Also. Yeah. And so, and I think that they just feed off of each other in that movie. So totally. that's, uh, if I had to pick my favorite movie of his, I would actually probably say that the nice guys probably beat out La La Land for me. So. Wow. Yeah. I, I yeah. don't just still give it to the La La Land. Um, I really like Ryan Gosling. I thought about him for an honorable mention, um, but I feel like he has a lot of roles that are kind of similar because he, he has a reputation for like always just walking around with like the long face, you know, <laughs> yeah. but in the nice guys, like that's his role that always sticks out to me is because he breaks that persona yeah. that he's known for. And he's so funny, and it's so yeah. different from anything he typically does. But I would still go with La La Land, because I think that's just a phenomenal movie. But he's also really good in Blue Valentine. If you haven't seen Blue Valentine, mm, I think you'd really like not. it. Yeah. It's great. I definitely need to check that out. I've That's been on my radar, and I kind of fell off of it, so thank you for reminding me of it. So It's a really good movie. I think you'd actually really like it. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to talk about Marriage Story being like the movie for divorce. Mm -hmm. I'm like, guys, no. Blue Valentine. <laughs> Yeah, I'll yeah. never watch it again because it's so depressing, oh, and Marriage Story didn't have that effect on me. But but right. Blue Valentine is like, it's really good, and he was really good in it too. So that's right. a good choice. Thank you. Um, so my number four, one you've already talked about, is Margot Robbie. Mm, okay. Um, I out of all of the actresses that I have in my list, I wanted to put her at the top mm -hmm. because I feel like of the ones that I chose, she was the most refined. Um. And so, like, I don't know if you've seen this one. I, I don't remember if this was one you brought up or not. But uh, have you seen I, Tanya? I have not. But I've heard amazing things about it. So Yeah, I think that might be her best performance that I've seen, at least. Yeah. I haven't seen Bombshell. That's, like, the one that's, like, it's very good. really high on her, um, like, I guess, chart, I guess, and right. that I haven't seen. But I, Tanya was really good. And it was very different for her. Um and it was super serious. And there was a lot she had to do in that one because, like, she played a younger version of the character and she played the right. character as she aged and then played, like, uh, the current version talking to the audience. So there's so many different layers to uh, Tanya Harding in that movie right. that she did and nailed it. And um, 
I think she even learned to do some of the ice skating. Obviously, she didn't do all of it, but she did a really good job in that movie. And then um, my favorite movie of hers, though, would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, just because I love that movie. I think yeah. it's really creative, and I love how Quentin Tarantino just rewrites history yeah. in this like fairy tale way. And it just, it's hilarious, but she does a really good job, I think, at um, playing Sharon Tate. And she looks a lot like her, which is kind of crazy. But my favorite character of hers would uh, have to be Harley Quinn, Mm. for sure. Just because, like, you know, I'm the comic book nerd. And so I think she absolutely nails the role of Harley Quinn. And like you said, she's also really good in The Wolf of Wall Street. Um, And I think, no, I can't say that because... I think Suicide Squad was actually the first movie I ever saw her in, mm. and then Wolf of Wall Street, and then I think I remember her being in like The Legend of Tarzan, um, <laughs> but I remember like nothing about that movie at all. I just yeah. remember it being kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but other than that, like obviously Suicide Squad isn't very good, but like most of her movies have been really good. Oh, she's also in that movie I saw uh, called uh, Focus with Will Smith. It was decent. It wasn't like amazing, yeah. but it was it was all right, and yeah. she was good in it. Yeah, I would definitely think that if I had seen probably I, Tonya, and a couple of the other at Suicide Squad, I have not seen her Harley Quinn, which is shocking. Oh, really? But I, haven't, I haven't made time for it yet. But I think if I had seen some of those other films, she would be higher up on my list. At this point, if you haven't seen Suicide Squad, I would say don't bother with it and then just go watch Birds of Prey. Right, yeah. Because she's still really good in both. And right. then there's the Suicide Squad that's coming out in a few months. And um, I don't know if it's supposed to erase the last Suicide Squad or just kind of totally ignore it. But at this point, I'm ignoring Suicide Squad. (laughs) So (laughs) it's all that matters to me. Yeah. So I would just check out Birds of Prey. She's still really good as Harley Quinn in both. She was actually like the redeeming quality of Suicide Squad. She and Will Smith. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Margot Robbie is my number four. Oh, and she was nominated for Bombshell and I, Tonya, but hasn't won yet. And I think it's very yeah. possible that we'll see her win something one day. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, so my number three um, might be a little cringy, but I'll explain it. Um, okay. Is Robert Pattinson. Um, my favorite movie is Twilight. I'm just kidding. Um, but, <laughs> totally. Uh, Edward. Yeah, best. Team Edward all the way. Um, but <laughs> real for reals. Um, uh, I obviously grew up watching the Twilight movies, and I did love them at the time, though I have <laughs> become aware of the how they are problematic yeah. and just cringy problematic but, <laughs> um but uh i think that robert pattinson is honestly a phenomenal actor i think that people give him a lot of uh, they give him too much sometimes. crap i definitely think that people need to chill out um i agree he, i think that he's amazing and i think that he uh was stuck in that yeah edward um type for a little bit um, or at least in the people's eyes. But I would say that the work that he's been doing lately has just been amazing. And they've all been so different. Um, yes. Um, I'll bring up The Lighthouse and The Devil All the Time again. I'm bringing up um, mm. The Lighthouse was amazing. I don't know if you've seen that one yet. Yeah, um, I have. Okay, yeah. So he... I, I feel like I might have up. actually recommended that to you and Tucker. Oh, and okay, then, okay. I can't remember, though. I feel like that might have been what happened. Well, I remember Tucker and I watched The Lighthouse, and it is sort of uh, awkward at times. There are some awkward moments. Um, but him and Willem Dafoe are just 
amazing in yes. that movie. And they're just building off of each other the whole time. And um, I actually learned that. So Willem Dafoe is also a very classical, tra- classically trained actor. Yeah. Um, who loves to rehearse. And Robert Pattinson is not that way. He's very like, show up <laughs> and just do it. Yeah. And so he had to learn to rehearse a lot more working with him. And I just think that that's really cool. Um, and so... Uh, I I would say my favorite movie of his is The Lighthouse, but my favorite role is him in Devil All the Time. Um, okay. I won't spoil anything, but his character is definitely not uh, lovable. <laughs> let's say that. Um, and so, but he brings this like creepy, like sinister quality that um, he I haven't seen of him very much other than this movie, and I think that he really pulled it off. And so I that's why he's my number three. Cool. Yeah, I honestly, I thought about him for honorable mention as well. And I think part of the reason he gets so much flack from everybody is because Twilight and Harry Potter are like the only movies he did that, well, I guess aside from Tenet, that were so popular when they came out, whereas he did The Lighthouse, which was like an artsy horror movie that wasn't on everybody's radar. He was in um, Good Time, which, my God, is one of the most stressful movies I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. And he was excellent in it. And right. then The Devil All the Time, which was just like a Netflix original. So he's done all yeah. these movies where he was able to showcase his acting chops, but like w- weren't marketed in a way where everybody could get that experience to appreciate his acting skills. Yeah. And I think that we'll probably get that in Batman I'm or The excited. Batman. And so yeah. I, I was going to ask you if how excited you were for the Batman because it's like my I'm, most anticipated movie of all yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very excited. At first I was like, hmm, I don't know. Like, I don't get it. And then I saw Double All the Time, I think. And then I was like, okay, I, yeah. I'm ready. I had <laughs> I need seen <laughs> a few of his movies when they announced he was going to be the next Batman aside from Twilight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sold. I could see it. He, he yeah. Obviously he's skinnier than the normal Bruce right. Wayne. He's no Ben Affleck when it comes to being like that yoked. Right. But uh, I, I think he can really, just knowing what kind of actor he is, I feel like he'll really, um, I don't know, I think he's going to execute that role really well. I think he will be able to bring the Bruce Wayne persona and probably even take it to a, a darker level that we've never seen. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, I definitely think that his Batman is probably going to be darker and maybe creepier than we've seen before. So Maybe a bit edgier. He seems yeah. pretty edgy. I know yeah. everybody's been talking about he's like the emo Batman. I'm like, <laughs> this is Batman in the, like, in the beginnings. Obviously, right. like, this isn't Batman Begins, but... This right. is a. This seems like it's going to be a pretty like personal story for Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. and more so than Batman Begins. So right. I, I think he's going to be great. That's an, that's an interesting choice. Pretty bold for number three. Yeah. But yep. again, this is just like personal favorite. So right. we're not trying to say like this is the greatest ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I respect that. Um. So my number three, which, uh, we may or may not see on your list i don't know i feel like it's possible so let me know if i'm wrong jake gyllenhaal Mm, he almost made my list i will say i do love him and he's a phenomenal actor so i understand his placement yeah i I, he's one of the actors where it's like there's a few actors out there where i will watch one of their movies and i was like i gotta go watch more of this person's work (laughs) yeah and so i can't remember which movie it was i want to say it was uh prisoners that i watched a few years ago and then i was like 
uh, I was like, all right, I need to watch more Jake Gyllenhaal movies because he was so good in Prisoners. Yeah. And so I went to go watch more, and then I found Donnie Darko, and that was like the movie that kind of put him on the maps. Mm-hmm. And that's like my favorite character of his is Donnie Darko. That's such a fascinating movie, really fascinating character. And obviously Prisoners he's really good in, but my favorite performance of Jake Gyllenhaal, I'd have to say, was in Nightcrawler where he played uh, Louis Bloom. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. I will. I was gonna say that a main reason he didn't make my list is I've noticed that I actually haven't seen most of his movies. Oh wow! Where, yeah. Even though I love him and, and I think he's amazing, he actually does some theater work as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and he sings. Great. Yes, he's been in uh, some musicals. So is he on Broadway? Think, yeah, he. I, I don't know if it was Broadway, but he was in Little Shop of Horrors, which is a musical. Uh-huh. Um, and he was great in that. I've seen clips from it. And so he would have made my list, but I recognize that I haven't really seen a lot of his movies or it's been a while. And I don't mm. know how that happens, but <laughs> I guess it's just sort of not ever come up. So, Well, if you want somewhere to start, I would start with either um, Nightcrawler, Prisoners, or Zodiac. He gives great yeah. performances in all of those. Uh, oh, and uh, Nocturnal Animals. He's really good mm. in that one. And then obviously he was in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home and he played Mysterio, right. which is like one of my favorite Spider-Man villains. So I was yeah. like kind of biased towards that. I was like, all right, right. so Jake Gyllenhaal is Mysterio. <laughs> this is awesome. Right. What's, what blows my mind is he's such a talented actor and everybody talks about all of his performances and how like top notch they are. But he's only been nominated once and didn't even wow. win. And yeah. so he was nominated for uh, Brokeback Mountain. And it just blows my mind that he, that he wasn't even nominated for Nightcrawler. Right. In 2014, which is just insane. And so I think it's very possible that he's going to be another one of those actors who's going to get nominated in the future and hopefully wins an Oscar because I think he deserves it, honestly. Yeah. Out of all the actors that just, like, haven't won anything, he's, like, number one, needs to win something ASAP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So Jake Gyllenhaal is uh, number three for me. Awesome. Okay, so my top two, I'm just going to preface by saying that both of these are very near and dear to my heart, and so they may not be everyone's, like, fate. Well, I think that people like both of them, but what I'm saying is that you may not think of, like, the best actors ever, but they both have a place in my journey as an actor, and so that's why they are on here. But um, I have... uh, My number two is Reese Witherspoon. Um, I think she is super talented and has done a lot of different work obviously uh she's done like legally blonde and all right. of that type of stuff um but uh i just think that she is i think that she seems like a very genuine person and uh she's also kind of like uh really smart with the way that she does uh theater and film um mm-hmm. she like created that um producing company and basically like feeds herself roles <laughs> um, oh, wow. with, um like for example like the t- it's a tv show but the little fires everywhere and that type of stuff um she has her book club and all this stuff and so she's just someone that's really um inspiring for me um but and I grew up watching Sweet Home Alabama, which I would not say is like her best movie ever. I hate movie that ever. movie. I, Sorry, but I, I can't stand that movie. Most people don't love that movie, but I love it. Um, I come from a very southern family, and so though I'm not from Alabama. Um, yeah, same here. I, I, I am love, definitely yeah. not from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I love that movie. I grew up on it, but I would definitely say that my favorite movie and role of hers is 
that uh, in Walk the Line, yeah, um, which she won an Oscar for. Um, I just think she that her uh, research and commitment to that role is just something to be applauded. Obviously, um, she did all the singing and um, recording and learned the instruments and everything that she had to do, but also just that connection with Joaquin Phoenix that they have in that movie I think is so intimate and it really makes you fall in love with those characters um and so I literally used to watch that movie on repeat and I remember that just recognizing how impactful film can be and so that role in that movie and Reese Witherspoon as an actor is one of the main reasons that I am an actor now and so that's why she is my number two spot cool yeah I, I really like her performance in uh walk the line as June yeah. Carter that's that's my favorite performance of hers um outside of that like I know she like she was an American psycho I've seen that but it was like such yeah. a minor role yeah same like with mud I don't know if you've seen mud yeah, I have. Um, She's also kind of small in that one, too. Yeah, but I haven't seen Legally Bond. Le- Legally <laughs> Blonde, not Bond. <laughs> I know that's the one everybody good. talks about. Yeah, I know. It's it's definitely more of the, like, uh, like carefree, like, fun type movies, but I think it's very good, and it's very impactful to, uh, like, pop culture, and so yeah. I just think that that's really cool, so... I actually thought about putting her in um, honorable mentions because I do always like like the characters that she plays. Yeah. Um, and even like I didn't like Sweet Home Alabama, but I still <laughs> thought she was good in it, you know. Yeah. But right. Walk the Line was like that was such a great performance of hers. Whereas like she was one that I thought of for yeah. my list or honorable mentions. And right. once I figured it all out, I was just like close, not quite yeah. there. Could have been like on another honorable mention list, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the um. That's interesting. Yeah, number number two for you. Um, my number two is uh, Christian Bale, mm. which uh, <laughs> I don't. I, okay, he's either your number one or it's either Joaquin Phoenix. But we'll get to it. <laughs> we'll we'll see if. And I could be wrong, but I do. I'm pretty Very confident it's one of those two. Um, especially based off some things that you've said throughout this episode, I feel like it's one of those two. But anyway, <laughs> uh, Christian Bale is one of those actors. Um, obviously, he's done more mainstream movies than Daniel Day-Lewis, but he commits to his roles in the same way as Daniel Day-Lewis does, probably in a more dangerous way because he's always altering yeah. his body completely <laughs> for yeah. his roles. Like, yeah. he put on so much weight for uh, American Hustle and mm-hmm. Vice and then got super fit for Batman, and then lost all this weight for the machinist, uh, the fighter, and Ford versus Ferrari. And now he's yeah. got to the point where his doctor's like, "You can't do this, or you're gonna like <laughs> die, dude." Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so, uh, um, and he doesn't really have like a system when he does this. He just kind of like attacks it. Like I've mm-hmm. I've listened to two actors who have gained weight or lost weight for a role talk about how different their. Uh, strategies were so like christian right. bale is like i just ate an apple every day for the machinist for like months and that was yeah. it and then like matthew mcconaughey had like this diet plan yeah. for dallas buyers club and like an exercise routine and everything and and, and like he was strategic with it and whereas right. christian bale was like winging it the whole time and then right. went to just put on all this all these pounds for for like american hustle and vice right. and just like ate as much as he could <laughs> So it's like, it's crazy, and it's dangerous, but 
but he yeah. does dedicate himself to his roles yeah, and he, he always plays a very memorable character so my favorite um performance of his would be patrick bateman in american psycho yeah that was definitely the one that put him on the maps he was in empire of the sun as a kid which is phenomenal and doesn't get enough attention um but patrick bateman in american psycho was the role that uh really put him on the charts and then favorite character obviously batman like yeah, yeah. that's that's obvious for yeah. me and then favorite movie christian bale the dark knight You're he right. won an oscar for the fighter which he was for a supporting actor he was really good in that was nominated for vice the big short and american hustle and so um yeah i mean every time i watch a movie of his i'm just like captivated by his performance and yeah. um yeah he's a he's a phenomenal actor and i think he's gonna have quite a legacy yeah I would in agree cinema with that. history i um will say that he did not end up making my list but i think i was focused so much on not repeating a ton from our last episode that yeah. otherwise he probably would have made my list because like i said he i think he was my number one performance i in think the so last episode for american psycho and i spoke then about how impactful that role was for me as an actor and it really made me be like oh okay <laughs> this is this is what acting is like yeah. this is why we do what we do um and so if not for that other episode probably i would have put him on this list so. okay yeah so is not your number one it. joaquin phoenix okay my number one is not joaquin phoenix <laughs> and okay. I, it's for the same reason as uh what i just said for christian bale i had hit i had joaquin phoenix on my other list for a ton of roles i think it was joker and walk the line specifically um and i think that he is phenomenal and brings a commitment i keep saying but like a like a strong commitment to each of his characters and a complexity but i didn't put he's not my number one just because i didn't want to have too much overlap um but my number one is someone who uh i think is probably was probably the greatest actor of all time and that is robin williams um okay I, yeah yeah I love Robin Williams. Um, that was one of the celebrity de deaths that really did impact me on a personal level. Um, I just think that he was amazing and super talented, especially when it comes to comedy and improv yeah. and just thinking on your feet and just like, I think most of his roles were improv and lots of, um, what he did was just him going off on tangents and just making it work. And I think mm -hmm. that that's so cool. And it made me realize that like improv also usually has a sort of like, uh, sort of like cheeky, like sometimes like tacky type of connotation with it. Like sometimes, but he brings such a, like, intelligence to his improv like it's very his improv was always so witty and um was just amazing and so um he also was in one of my favorite movies of all time which is goodwill hunting and so yes. that is my favorite movie that he was in um and he won uh an oscar for that i believe in 1998 and um uh, that like i said that's one of my favorite movies of all time and and that movie is one of his more like serious roles um and that 
I, that was another one of those movies that I keep saying that I watched over and over again. Yeah. Um, I did that um, frequently with things that were impactful to me. And I also watched Mrs. Doubtfire a lot, which is one of the more like comedic, uh, lighthearted movies that he did. Um, yeah. But, yeah, like I said, the reason he was my number one is because he uh, really brought that complexity and, like almost like an intimacy with the audience, even though it's film. I, f- I've, I think I've talked about this before, that live theater just has an intimacy that film doesn't always have because you're mm-hmm. not in the same space. But I felt like with his performances, you still felt that somehow. There was like a interesting liveliness to it, to where it was like you were trying to figure out what he was going to do next because you knew a lot of it was improvisational. And so yeah. that was why ultimately I picked him as my number one. So That's really cool. Yeah, I, I wondered if we would see Robin Williams on your list, but as we kept going on, I was like, maybe not. I mean, I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I guess it doesn't make sense that he's your number one. The movies always come to mind for me, like you said, uh, Good Will Hunting. Uh, Dead Poet Society is one yeah. that I love of his. So um, good. I watched Jumanji a little bit when I was <laughs> younger, um, yeah. but then as I got older, I watched um, Insomnia that he was in. I don't know if you've seen that one, which is a yeah. Christopher Nolan movie. Um, he plays the bad guy, which was yeah. uh, interesting. Oh, he played the bad guy in August Rush too, um, which is kind of a stupid movie, <laughs> but I liked that one when I was a kid. Um, and so uh, yeah, I. I I think he's a really talented actor and it's definitely yeah. uh a shame yeah. that we don't get to see him do any more any any more acting at this point. Um so yeah, it was very sad when he died. There yeah. was a few actors where I was like when you said that he was the the he was a celebrity death that hit you the hardest. I think probably the one that hit me the hardest was Chadwick Boseman. Mm, um yeah. And I think yeah. it, because obviously I'm a big fan of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. and I thought he was awesome as Black Panther. And he was from, he grew up like 45 minutes away from me, which oh, I, wow. always, I always thought that was really cool to see him yeah. in, uh, uh, you know, Black Panther and right. the Avengers movies and Captain America Civil War, which is basically Avengers 2.5. So you can <laughs> right. throw that in with the Avengers movies. But it was so cool to see him in there. Like, and just, he went to a high school called T.L. Hanna, which was like 45 minutes down the highway from wow. where I grew up. And so um, I, I thought about putting him on here, but it's like, I've like only seen him as Black Panther and then in yeah. 21 Bridges and I haven't seen his other stuff that everybody talks about that I need to go watch. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, I've just seen so many more movies from other actors, but um, he was so good at just like just the few movies I saw him in. Yeah. Um, so that was one yeah. that I guess like this is just like another type of honorable mention <laughs> yeah. that I'm doing here. But but that's, yeah, but that's it made me think of that when you talk about Robin Williams. So yeah. yeah. Um, but I, my number one is, uh, do, I don't know, do you have any guesses? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm ready for it. Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm, yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this probably isn't a shock to most people. I've, I think I've probably said before on here that Leonardo DiCaprio is my favorite actor. Um, yeah. Obviously, my favorite movie of all time is Inception, but right. I, I, I don't think that's his best performance. I think he did right. exactly what he needed to for that role, but I don't think that was a movie that called for like an Oscar-winning performance mm-hmm. or anything like that. I think the movie he should have won for was The Wolf of Wall Street. I think yeah. his performance as Jordan Belfort <laughs> is hilarious. It may not be hilarious to some people, but that's that's my type of humor. Yeah. Um, and I think he was robbed that year. Well, I guess 
Didn't Matthew McConaughey win that year? I think so. I guess right? I can't say because I still have yet to see the Dallas Buyers Club. And if that if that was the same year, then I guess I can withhold my statement there. But he was still robbed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know he won for The Revenant, which is yeah. that was still great. Uh, he was nominated for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Wolf Wall Street, Blood Diamond, The Aviator, and What's Eating Gilbert Grape. All of those phenomenal performances. Everything he's been in, I think he's been absolutely amazing. Um, I think he's got some really cool characters like Rick Dalton in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and I, I don't know, he's one of those actors where it's like you can also tell he's super dedicated. He may not yeah. be morphing his body completely like Christian Bale (laughs) um but like for example like one of the ways you can tell he's super dedicated to his roles is uh there's a scene in Django Unchained which have you seen Django Unchained yeah okay yeah so they're at like this uh I guess it's like a dining room of sorts where they're all sitting at this table and he's just going off and everybody that's in that room and slams his hand down on the table and doesn't realize when they're filming there's like an actual yeah. glass cup there Instant, and yeah. <laughs> yeah slams his hand down on the glass his hand is gushing blood with glass yeah. all in it and he stays in character and completes the scene and i don't know that just i've always ever since i, I heard about that that's always yeah. stuck with me and um i think that's a great performance as well like i would nominate him for literally almost all of his roles seriously yeah. like i think he's so good and it's so weird that he wasn't nominated for Titanic when literally every aspect yeah. of that movie was nominated except yeah. DiCaprio. Except him, yeah. Yeah, like the Academy clearly has some issue with him because they nominate him all <laughs> yeah. the time and then never give him the award yeah. except for The Revenant, which everybody likes to argue that wasn't the movie he should have won for. Right. And I'd argue all day it should have been The Wolf of Wall Street, but like if he had to have won, but I'm totally fine with him winning The Revenant as well. Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh definitely my number one. I think he, like, I, I like pretty much all of his movies that i've seen i i was not a fan of his romeo and juliet movie but but like (laughs) yeah oh or his uh great gatsby yeah i thought he was really good Mm. as jay gatsby but that movie was just like i don't know who thought this was a good idea (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's definitely uh, people definitely have mixed feelings about that movie i feel like you either love it or hate it where do you fall on that movie i think it's fine i think it's definitely (laughs) not like the best ever but i think it uh i think it had they made some interesting choices with it i'll say that definitely interesting like to have (laughs) jay-z music thumping in the background in the (laughs) 1920s makes sense Yeah. (laughs) yeah um as mentioned before like he was on my top performances list also and i think he would have made my top 10 on this list as well um for most of the same reasons you said i think that he commits to all of his roles um like you said without having to physically change his appearance that much i would say he looks pretty much the same in most of his movies um but he brings a like subtlety to each one so it's never like oh it's just another dicaprio movie like i think that he really commits to the characters that he does um without having to drastically change his appearance so yeah that's really talented i think as he's gotten older he has started to look more like Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that video where he does like the Jack Nicholson eyebrows, and then there no. are these memes where it's like Leonardo DiCaprio as he's aging, and it starts when he was like a kid, and they yeah. give all these pictures, and then 
like a picture when he was in the Revenant, and then there's like old Jack Nicholson, and it like makes sense. <laughs> like the so evolution funny. there, like totally yeah. makes sense. And I'm like, if they ever need a movie about Jack Nicholson, yeah, right. just cast yeah. DiCaprio, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to seeing what he does next. I know he's in uh, Killers of the Flower Moon with Robert De Niro, the next uh, Martin Scorsese movie. And then he's in uh, some other movie. I forget what it's called. Like Maybe it's called like uh, Don't Look Back or something like that. I don't know. That's like a Boston song title that has nothing to do with the movie. Maybe that's <laughs> why I'm thinking of that. I don't know. But it's like some Netflix movie with Jennifer Lawrence. So I'm looking, to see, I'm looking forward to see what he does next. Um, but yeah, he's, he's my number one. Robin Williams was your number one. Two great yeah. choices. And uh, two very interesting lists. So uh, yeah. this was a lot of fun, Sam. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, not a problem. So uh, where can people find you on social media? Yeah, so on social media, my personal account is I'm Sam Cole. So it's I am <laughs> Sam Cole. And then I actually have a small business that I just started uh, not that long ago. It's called My Kind of People. You can find us at, at shop my kind of people. And uh, it's a uh business that we really focus on self-love and female empowerment and so i think uh, my feminist views have shown up in some of my choices today with our list but that's something that is really important to me and so that's the message that i try to put out with my business so cool well i'll be sure to link all of your information in the description of this episode but once again sam thanks for joining me today on this episode it was a lot of fun great thank you I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to tune in for more episodes as the season continues. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast on a platform you listen to podcasts so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. And once again, thank you for listening.